Hey everyone, welcome back to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to be talking about if Spotify Showcase is worth using. So if you've never heard of Spotify Showcase, it's basically a marketing tool directly inside of Spotify for artists that allows you to place your song or album or EP or whatever onto the homepage of the Spotify mobile app. So basically, a listener opens up the Spotify app, and there's a single promoted release directly on the homepage when they open up the mobile app. It's a brand new tool. It's only, I've only had access to it for less than a month. Uh, I get access to it sometime mid-November. It's about it's mid-December now, so about a month. And I've ran a few test campaigns. Specifically in my music, I ran about $300 in test campaigns, three different campaigns, $100 each. But I've also seen uh, two or $3,000 worth of showcase campaigns for other artists that I have access to or work with directly. So in this uh, episode today, this podcast, we're going to be going over the results, if it's worth it, and if you should try it or not. But if you're not already, go to musicmarketingmonday.com and join over 7,000 other music artists, managers, label owners, etc., getting actionable music marketing advice into their inbox every single Monday morning. <laughs> so on to the data. So uh, if you haven't seen uh, the, the newsletter version of this podcast, click in the show notes where you can see some pictures and the data written out if you prefer to see it that way. I'm gonna try to explain things as good as I can, but as I mentioned, the ads show as a as a ad on the homepage of the Spotify app. So they open it up and they see the ad right in there. So Spotify Showcase, you do have to have at least a thousand streams in the last 28 days to get access to it. And also you have to be an artist living in the USA, UK, or Canada to have access to the tool. If you meet those requirements, you don't have access, it'll probably be coming to you soon. Spotify doesn't roll things out in a consistent manner. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes you get access to things sooner. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, so let's go over some data. This is gonna be kind of a number dump. <laughs> so feel free to head to the newsletter if you wanna see it written out. But I did run a $100 campaign for a single in the United States. I ran another $100 campaign for an album in the United States. And then I ran a $100 campaign for a single in Brazil. So, so we could test both singles and albums and we could test USA versus Brazil. So. First campaign, $100 USA single. So for 100 bucks, we get 251 clicks. Those 251 clicks resulted in 140 listeners. Each listener listened to 2.1 streams, and we had a 19% intent rate. Intent rate is just how many saves and playlist ads we had total. And then they have this metric where they refer as other release listeners or other listeners that have consumed other releases that weren't part of the showcase campaign. And for that, we had four people. So what this means in a nutshell is that I paid about 71 cents USD per listener in the United States. So comparing this to something like Facebook ads, this will sometimes be more and other times be less than what you could get in a Facebook conversion campaign for sending people to Spotify. So 71 cent USD. The United States is one of the more expensive countries to advertise to. So it's always going to be more expensive than a lot of other countries like US, UK, Canada, Australia, etc. are generally um, some of the most expensive countries in the world for every ad platform. So showcase is no exception there. Um, but I did have a client of mine who was getting under 40 cents per listener in the United States. So you can do better than this in showcase. They do charge you per click. But if you remember when I read out the stats out of 251 clicks, 140 of those turned into listeners. So you may have a better conversion rate between clicks and listeners or a worse conversion rate compared to clicks and, and listeners. So 
But in a nutshell, this is the first time we've had a marketing tool directly in Spotify that can be a reasonable supplement to direct ads on social media. Because as I said, sometimes this is, is worse than what you can get for the USA for conversion campaigns and Facebook ads. But in some cases, this will be better depending on what you're getting. So let's move on to the album though, because there's some interesting results there. In general, the album did better. I'm not gonna read all through the stats again, but um, well, I'll read through a chunk of them. So out of 289 clicks, we had 186 listeners. So basically we had more clicks, but a higher percentage of them converted to listeners. And we had 5.3 streams per listener. So about more than or like two and a half times more streams per listener compared to the single, which makes sense. I sent them to a 19 song album. So it, it makes sense that we would have more streams per person. Um, the intent rate, however, was lower, but I do have a good explanation for this. The intent rate was only about 9.7%, whereas the single, it was 19. It seems like uh, Spotify and the intent rate, they're only, they're counting the individual actions that people take. So basically 9.7% of people saved or playlisted something, but I actually got significantly more saves on the album than the single, despite the fact we had a similar amount of listeners. The reason is if someone saves the album, they generate 19 saves, <laughs> but they count that as one intent, like one action. So the intent rate was lower, but I ended up with way more saves than I did for the single. I hope that makes sense. Now, the cost per listener, if you were to do that math, 100 bucks, 186 listeners is 53 cents. So that was, it's a pretty big difference compared to the 71 cents that we had for the single. I don't really know why this is. I don't know if maybe the album art is more enticing to people or maybe people chose different songs or they checked out several. So there's a higher probability that someone turned into a listener. Who knows? Um, it could just be luck right? Because with, with Spotify Showcase, we're targeting new people. This isn't retargeting. So you also don't get to choose the targeting. Spotify algorithmically defines it for you. So it might just be luck of the draw. Uh, I'm not really 100% sure. This is very new. Um, now we move on to the Brazil campaign. So we spent $100 in Brazil. We got 589 clicks, of which 333 turned into listeners with two streams per listener a 9.9% intent rate. And 10 of those people went on to stream other releases in my catalog. So the engagement rate, the stream per listener, uh, other uh, release listeners intent rate, fairly similar, right? Like uh, we had a better result with a single in the USA, but we actually had more listeners listen to other songs after hearing the show, or after, after seeing the showcase campaign than the US one, but we had a lower intent rate. So it kind of evens out. The stream per listener, basically the same but the cost per listener was 30 cents. So the cost per click, I think they quoted me at 17 cents per click. But um, basically by the time you have a drop off between clicks and listeners, it ended up being 30 cents per listener, which Spotify, uh, well, Facebook ads for Brazil, generally you can get under 30 cents, but you can't always get under 30 cents. Um, a lot of the times I'm running a campaign, my goal is to get the whole campaign below 30 cents. It doesn't always happen, but that's my goal. And often Brazil will be lower than the average because Brazil is one of the cheaper countries to advertise to from what I'm targeting. It's like Brazil and Mexico are generally the cheapest. I don't target India and Pakistan and Sri Lanka, and I don't target pretty much any of Africa. Um, but out of the cheaper countries I target, Brazil and Mexico tend to drive a considerable volume. So in, in this case... It's kind of close to what you can get with ads. Um, 
But I think it's it it makes more sense, perhaps, based on this data, to conclude that if you're going to run Showcase, it might make sense to do it in the more expensive countries, where running ads to those countries is prohibitively expensive. Whereas for Brazil, you can fairly consistently get better results than this in Brazil. So it might not make as much sense to do it in Brazil. Now, on the flip side, on Showcase as a whole, the types of people you're going to target are different, right? Like this, the, the, there's certain types of people who will convert on Facebook and Instagram ads, and there's certain types of people who will never click on a Facebook and Instagram ad. Similarly, there's certain types of people who will click on a showcase ad and certain types of people that will never click on a showcase ad. And those two groups of people don't match up. So running showcase is also generally just going to get you a different crowd of people than something you'll get through Facebook and Instagram ads. So in a nutshell, do I recommend Spotify showcase? I would say, yeah, it's a solid marketing tool. It doesn't really replace anything, but it does complement a lot of things quite nicely. For example, um, marquee and showcase have two different functions. Marquee is for retargeting your fan base. While you can retarget with showcase, it's a different medium. It's showing as a pop-up ad directly in people's faces that they have to close or convert on. So marquee, even though it's very similar to showcase, it really does kind of fit a different form and function. And then discovery mode is a completely different thing where that's, that doesn't cost any money, but you're sacrificing some 30% of royalties on the streams they get you and radio and autoplay for that promotional placement. Um, so they don't really compete with each other. They kind of all serve their own unique function. And similarly with Facebook ads or Facebook or Instagram ads, uh, they, they kind of overlap nicely. And I think it makes sense to maybe consider using showcase one, just to supplement your ad strategy or two, to have a, a way to kind of bring more expensive countries into the mix at a predictable price. Like with Showcase, it's a fixed price per click. So you kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, you don't necessarily know that with, with the ad campaign. So if you, you kind of know ahead of time, though, that the US and UK and Canada and Australia are going to be more expensive. So it might make sense if your ad campaign is mostly ending up in cheaper countries, a way to make sure that you don't end up completely dominated by cheaper countries in your stats. Now, as a whole, I recommend starting light. The minimum is $100 per campaign per country. So you can, for example, just start with a $100 campaign in the United States, or you can run multiple. You can pause them and do multiple campaigns. You can have the songs can be a year old or they can be brand new. There's, it's very loose. You can kind of do whatever you want with it. So I recommend just starting light. Do throw 100 bucks at it. See, see what you get. And then from there, decide where you want to blend it into your overall marketing strategy. But that way you'll see for yourself. So even though I shared my stats, and I do recommend clicking the show notes below to, to see my stats so you can kind of more adequately compare them, um, you know, nothing beats having your own personal data that applies uniquely for your specific music because music marketing is uh, never really... Uh, consistent across every single artist and every single song. You know, you need to have your own data. This week, I had some new content. I had two new videos. One is a interview with Ben Patterson, the president of Downtown Artist and Label Services. Downtown Music is a pretty huge company. They own CD Baby, Song Trust, Fuga, and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, and he's the president of Downtown Artist and Label Services, which is kind of like a distributor... Their, their name kind of says what they do. They're a comp, they're kind of a distributor, but they provide a lot of artist and label services that go above and beyond what something like a distro kid or CD baby would, would give you kind of like something like the orchard would, would give you with like extra support and, and other things. But we talked a lot about 
um, how indie artists can succeed in this crowded landscape that we have in the music industry, different marketing tactics, the Spotify changes that are coming in 2024, et cetera. So check that out in the show notes below by going to the newsletter. There's also a podcast version. If you look up Modern Music Marketing, the podcast, um, also linked in the newsletter version, you can check out that entire episode on podcast as well. And I also made a video showing off a cool tool that makes being a music artist much easier. It's a tool called IndieFlow that basically combines a music distribution platform with kind of like a Monday Asana ClickUp type uh, task management tool along with publishing administration. Uh, and it automates a lot of tasks that, that a lot of artists don't do or struggle doing because there's just so many little things to do being an artist. So check out that video. There's some new cool news in the music industry. Spotify just has announced they're laying off 1,500 positions and they replaced their chief financial officer. <laughs> uh, and then additionally, kind of in the, in the same week, I believe, Tidal has cut 10% of their staff. So pretty big change in some pretty big platforms in the music industry, specifically Spotify. Spotify announced that basically they have to be more lean. They have to be more efficient because they're still really not a profitable company. So they're still trying to figure that out. On a more uplifting note, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is the first tour in history to gross over a billion dollars. So let's all, have, let's all have a big collective round of applause for Taylor Swift. Um, a lot of artists hate on her stuff, but I, I can't think of anyone else that like deserves that. Like it's pretty amazing. Her career has been insane. Um, and if you look at her journey and check out, I'm not really a Taylor Swift fan, but if you look at her documentaries, it's it's pretty clear that uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears has gone into growing her career. So it's cool to see um, someone that I think, someone who I think is a great songwriter, uh, hit that kind of crazy milestone, whether you like her music or not. Next, the EU is working on an AI act to prevent or protect copyright owners, including musicians, which is the first time uh, government has really tried to, to, you know, pull in the reins on AI to protect rights holders like musicians and there's some arguments for and against this stuff as well so it's going to take governments a long time to figure out ai and how it should be used and who should get paid and honestly by the time they figure it out it's probably going to have changed so much that they'll have to redo the laws immediately uh next shazam which is owned by apple hit 300 million monthly active users worldwide which is pretty crazy shazam is used by a lot of people um so do with that what you will and we have a quote of the week by Winston Churchill, or Winston Churchill, I said it wrong at first. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So keep that in mind. I think that's very true. Uh, failure is not the end of the world. In fact, in my opinion, the only way you get successful at anything is by failing so many times that you finally figure out the thing that actually makes you succeed. Anyone I've talked to that's been successful in music or otherwise business, whatever, or their corporate, climb the corporate ladder or whatever, they typically, the one thing they have in common or one of the things they have in common is that they've, they've failed so many times and been willing to not give up, but also learn from those failures so that they can improve and make sure that the next time they do something, they succeed at it. So yeah, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, go to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the link in the show notes to join over 7,000 other music artists, managers, label owners, etc getting actionable music marketing advice sent to their inbox every single Monday morning. My name is Andrew Southworth. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.